Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Big Red Roundtable, where Scott and I from Generation Red are hanging out with our buddies from the CuzCast, Justin, Derek, and Tyler. And tonight, we will do our best to figure out who might be a black shirt, who might not be. But either way, we're going to have fun doing it because we're all probably going to be completely wrong when it's all said and done. Because it seems like about every other day, there's a new guy showing up in the transfer portal, and then he commits to Nebraska. So... As Stefan Wynn did today from Alabama. So we got two guys from Alabama in the last few days. And we'll see if either one of those guys happen to show up in our two deep tonight. So, guys, it's been a couple of months since we've hung out on StreamYard. How have y'all been? Great, Ken. Scott, how, how have you guys been? Can't complain. Can't complain. I'm not wearing glasses anymore. So That's life's good. good. Yeah. 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 You guys are it's spitting int- out a lot of content too. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's the same content we did before. The only difference is I just used a video editor to chop it all down into segments and then yeah. just throw it back up there on YouTube. I've got stuff scheduled to go up to YouTube all the way through June 24th. So <laughs> there's plenty of content coming out that's old, but at least shorter and easier bits for people to uh, swallow if they want to. So uh, yeah, everything's been good for us. Uh, we just went and saw the day-by-day documentary uh, in Lincoln, uh, back what last weekend, Scott, last yeah. Friday with, yeah, uh, I've been last, last weekend with honky from the go big red cast. And it was a heck of a lot of fun to watch and listen to the players, tell their stories of how all that happened. You know, they spent the first hour of the show kind of getting you up to speed to how they got to 1994. Uh, and then that last hour of the documentary was all about the 94 season. And it got pretty, got pretty intense when you, Every time you saw Brooke Behringer up on the screen and yeah. and things like that, it was kind of hard to see. But at the same time, it was just it was really good to relive those memories for me. Um, so I highly, highly encourage either of you, any of you guys, if it happens to be anywhere near your area, somewhere in the near future, go get a ticket, go see it. It's absolutely worthwhile. I'd love so, to see it. I don't think it's coming to Waco. Probably not. No. <laughs> probably not but i have a feeling I, I was listening to the doc talk podcast from this last week and they were talking to josh davis who was a running back at nu that was kind of the spearhead the guy that spearheaded doing the documentary and he said the plan is to get it out to some network at some point where it would be available for folks to either stream or maybe btn i don't know um but he said the problem is they're running into his networks wanting to creatively change the documentary to fit their quote unquote criteria for what a documentary needs to be. In other words, they want to editorialize and Josh Davis is like, no, this isn't an edit editorial about the nineties teams. This was just what happened period. Uh, So should be fun. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the next one will be out in the next year uh, where they cover the last three years of that uh, Osborne dynasty dynasty. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> anyway, tonight, the whole point of tonight is to just have some fun. We've only got one topic tonight and that is black shirts and even, you know, see who the guys are. They're going to sit behind the black shirts this year. At least the guys we think might be in those spots. And who knows, as I said at the beginning, 
could be completely wrong, but it's going to be fun to speculate. Uh, and for those of you who are watching, all one of you, um, we're not going to worry about figuring out who's going to play in a 3-4, who's going to play in a 4-3, all that good stuff. We're pretty much focusing in on a four-man front because it seems like that's the direction Shenander wants to go with this defense, especially with the size of the guys that have come in via the transfer portal being guys that aren't exactly those giant 320, 330 pound run stuffers in the middle, like he likes uh, to run that three, four. So um, we'll start right out of the gate with um, the defensive line. So Justin, I'm going to start with you. Who do you have as your defensive ends in that four man front? <laughs> Dang it, you would, you would have to start with me here. Uh, <laughs> so we'll get the easy one out of the way. It's Garrett Nelson. Garrett Nelson, that's the easy one. Uh, the other one, man, I keep going back and forth on this. Is it going to be Caleb Tanner? Is it going to be O'Shawn Mathis? Uh, I think there's going to be packages for each of them. I'm going to give the edge to uh, Caleb Tanner right now, I think. If we were to you know, line up against... Northwestern tomorrow, I would probably put Caleb Tanner because he's familiar with the defense. He knows what Shenander wants to run. Uh, right. But, but you know, your Mathis isn't going to be a backup. You know, he's not going to be a Kevin Williams type backup. I mean, he's going to be a real – he's going to be involved. But give me Caleb Tanner right now. All right. So, somebody, All right. Call Ma- somebody call Mars NASA because – Somebody came over and took over Justin's body. <laughs> what do you mean by that, Derek? <laughs> we've had this we've had this argument for like I don't know since O'Shawn Mathis committed here, since before he committed here, mm-hmm. and there was no shot that Caleb Tanner had to start. So I I'm blown away that he just chose Caleb Tanner. To start. Yeah, it, it, Justin's been really on the Mathis. Like he's of course he's starting. So okay, when when I sat down to do this little exercise here about the depth chart. <laughs> Finding where O'Shawn Mathis really fits into this, uh, you know, where he fits into this defense is a little bit is tough because Caleb Tanner. I mean, can he? Are you going to sit him? He has the most experience in the defense, as I said. Uh, the playmaking right. ability of Mathis is extraordinary, but you know what? Caleb Tanner might have the edge to start Game One. Maybe that changes down the road, but Game One, Caleb mm-hmm. Tanner. Hmm. All righty. Why don't you go ahead, Scott? Who do you think is going to be the two defensive ends? Uh, Like, like Justin said, uh, I do think number one, right out the bat is Garrett Nelson. Um, Dude is just a freak, man. Like I was so nervous today when I was at a, I was at a shields and Garrett Nelson was actually there. And, um, I did not go up to him cause I was stuffing my face with a grilled cheese at their little <laughs> market that they have there. And I was like, that's Garrett freaking Nelson. Holy fucking shit. Sorry. But, all right. Uh, all right. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up before you go any further. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's going to happen guys. If you drop an F bomb or well, an S bomb. Yeah. Party foul. But I don't need to tell you all to take a drink. She just do that anyway. Hey, I want to tell you guys something right now. This is not orange juice that I'm drinking. Okay, I know this looks kind of weird. <laughs> is this is something gum? I don't drink. <laughs> okay, but this is called a black eyed Susan. They drink these during Preakness. It has one part vodka, one part bourbon. 
uh, two parts sweet Ooh. and sour mix and two parts orange juice. And all the part douche bag. Oh my god, they are so delicious. They're, I mean, <laughs> they the are really good. Douche bag. <laughs> but they, I, I, I well, that's what you were them. doing in the bathroom before we started. You were squeezing <laughs> one of those out. Like, <laughs> Just a little horse piss. So let me tell you, it, it's called a black eyed Susan, but they really need to call it a blackout Susan because. I drank some of these and oh my god, my <laughs> night was over early last night. These yeah, are they're these. really good. So uh drink yummy. responsibly with these. Well. Yeah, so okay, but with so with Garrett Nelson, uh I could not believe that it was him at first because he was absolutely monstrous. Like he was huge. Like I, I, I almost didn't believe it was him. But then he walked back around and was with uh, another dude who was taller than him. I, I want to say, it was Nash Hutmacher, because, uh, just because of how freaking big that dude was. Um, mm-hmm. but he didn't have a beard. And as far as I've seen Nash, unless he got rid of his beard, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But seeing the dude just looked. I was like, oh, my God, this guy's huge. That was just a side note, but it was like, oh, my God, what a freaking tank. Uh, yeah, Garrett Nelson is is number one uh, on one of the sides. And then, yeah, I'm kind of stuck between O'Shawn Mathis and Caleb Tanner on the other side. Uh, I'm going to say, honestly, just because of the size and because I think uh, if Caleb Tanner really is a team player, uh, nothing would get him fired up more than to maybe piss him off a little bit and start Oshan instead of him. So he would compete a little bit more. Um, that's just my, that's just like my itching suspicion uh, that Oshan will get the start just because he's just insanely athletic. He has about 10 pounds, 15 pounds more on Caleb Tanner. And we're going right into Dublin with Northwestern and, and having that, that's, I mean, Oshan is as fast, if not a, a half a step quicker than Caleb Tanner is. And with that extra 10, 15 pounds, like you can't not start the dude. Um, that's just my logic behind it. Although I am that, that kind of tears me apart. Cause it's like, well, Caleb Tanner's put in his blood, his sweat, his tears. Like he's really been here for the team, but at the same time, it's like, you got to put the best guy on the field. And I do think that if you were to compare Oshan and Caleb Tanner and what their rapport brings, I think Oshan has a little bit better of a resume. Um, okay. But we'll see. All right. How about you, Dirt? Well, I, I'm going to go strictly off of stats here. And I'm going to tell you right now, Oshan Mathis stats aren't that much better than Caleb Tanner's. And Caleb Tanner probably played I don't know, a quarter less than what O'Shawn Mathis did. He wasn't a starter most games because JoJo Doman was in there for him. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he he had a lot of playing time, but he wasn't playing as much as O'Shawn Mathis was. And his stats are, I mean, they're, 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 they're a little bit less, but you expect that with less playing time. And mm-hmm. so I, I think with that, and you're playing a Big Ten compared to the Big 12, and you're still putting up stats comparable to O'Shawn Mathis, I, I'm going I'm to lean towards those, towards Caleb Tanner just for right now, just because I, hmm. I, I, I don't, I, I don't know how Sean Mathis is gonna gonna equivalent to the Big Ten. I don't know. Can, can he just jump over from Big Twelve to Big Ten and be as effective? I, 
I don't know yet. Uh, as far as Garrett Nelson goes, yeah, there's no argument there. I, I think if you pull Garrett Nelson, you may have a code black on your hands. Uh, that, he, 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 he scares me. Like I, that guy, you just you don't mess with him. He's gonna he's gonna go bat bat crap crazy, if you will. Give me a reason to drink, Derek. Just say it. <laughs> ah, bat shit crazy. Thanks, buddy. There we go. Yeah, Cheers. take take a drink, party pal. So well, you, you know, don't you don't have to take a drink, Justin. Derek does because he's the one that cursed for God's sake. Justin will drink every time everybody curses. So. No man left behind. No nobody man left has, behind. Nobody has to. Nobody has to curse for Justin to drink. But um, but I'll but I'll say this, uh, Scott, Justin, you're you're both right in 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 the aspect that all three of these guys are going to be rotating in and out. You're going to oh, see yeah, all three of these guys a ton. Uh, all, I think all three of them will have black shirts by the end of the day. So do I, but not for the same reason. Uh, so I'm going to go and, uh, you can follow me, Tyler. And then when you're done, uh, letting us know who your starters at defensive end are, Tyler, you can go ahead and let us know who you think the guys are that are going to be backing them up. Okay. And then we'll go back around and we'll, we'll talk about the guys behind them. Uh, for me, obviously I'm right there with the rest of you. Garrett Nelson is an absolute number one at one end. Um, and if he doesn't get a black shirt after, being his fourth year and he's had a black shirt since he was a true freshman <laughs> that would mean that somebody really stepped up and i just don't see anybody out motoring garrett nelson uh he knows this defense like the back of his hand so for sure he's at one end and i had gone back and forth back and forth between oshawn mathis and believe it or not not caleb tanner i have jamari butler as the other guy that I went back and forth with on O'Shawn Mathis as a wow. starter. So Pause I've got O'Shawn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've got O'Shawn starting <clears throat> and Garrett Nelson starting on the other side. So uh, the, my reasoning is simple. He's a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger than Caleb. Uh, Jamari's in that 245 range. O'Shawn's in that 255, 260 range last I looked. Uh, so I think he fits that that uh, ability to stop the run for the first two downs as well as be able to rush the passer. Um, so Oshan's my starter at one end, Garrett's at the other end. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I know Caleb Tanner's probably watching this right now. Or no, he's not because now we have zero, zero people. And he, that one, one person watching dropped off as soon as I said that Caleb wasn't even going to start at D or play defensive end. So maybe it was Caleb that was watching us. Who knows? <laughs> but uh tyler why don't you go ahead who's your starters at defensive end <laughs> yeah I, I garrett nelson i think is the best player on this team he's obviously a starter and i'm gonna go caleb tanner uh he's my other one um okay i i, I derek and justin kind of hit it i think you guys are all there um i i actually you know i one of the takes i have i don't know if you guys remember the year that the giants won the super bowl um mm, yeah uh, the second time they, they ran a package called the nascar package I don't think this is going to be normal, but I think there'll be plenty of downs where you see all three of those guys and maybe a Butler or maybe, uh, which will go to my other backups or a Ty Robinson. I, I think you're going to see on third and long. I think you might see some downs when you have a lot of the deep speed rushers on there. You don't won't have the blitz and you'll be able to rush for um, my backups are Mathis. I didn't have him starting and Blaine Gunnerson, and I have a dog barking. So I'll let, uh, I'll it's circle all back on 
explain uh, uh, why I think he gets odds over uh, Butler. Um, so, yep, I got you. I got you. Um, you know what? I've got the same two backups as you do, Tyler. I've got Jamari Butler behind Mathis, and I've got Blaze Gunnerson backing up Garrett Nelson. Uh, how about you, Derek? Who do you have for backups at defensive end? It's hard to argue either one of those two. I, I I would lean a little more towards Jamari Butler, but I think both of those guys are going to get some playing time. Right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think the main three, I, I think those main three will be start, starting slash rotating. And then the I think you'll have two backups that kind of get get a little bit of playing time, probably less. Okay. Uh, but Jamari Butler and Blaze Gunnerson. I I think you'll see both of them. I can't imagine a scenario where they leave both those guys off the field. See, Derek, yeah. I, I I tend to agree with you. I think you'll see a little bit of I, I think the gap between Gunnerson and Butler I, is small. Absolutely. But, I, absolutely. But, but I and I and I will say I don't think you're gonna see a ton of playing time from either one of them. I just there's not enough snaps. it's not there's ability. Not. It, not. It's it's not ability, it's just there's not enough snaps this year. But yeah, I, I think we're aligned there. Really? How about you, Scott? Who's your backups at defensive end? Uh, yeah. So my, yeah, it's it's weird. Like I said, it's a battle between Caleb Tanner and Oshan Mathis um, for one of those sides. And mm-hmm. so I guess by default, because I picked Mathis, Tanner would be one of the backups. And um, I struggled to find information, and I didn't really have much time. But isn't isn't Blaze Gunnerson still injured right now? like recovering from an injury. I couldn't tell you for sure. Okay. I, I, That's I don't, what I, I don't are you thinking, sno- are you thinking of Snodgrass? I, I don't know what I was thinking. I could have swore that Gunnarsson was injured um, going into like either going into spring or I think Snodgrass, like he played Snodgrass in the spring was. Game. He played in the spring game. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Okay. Okay. Then that that changes. I, I had it up in the air because I was like, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, wasn't there like an injury with Gunnarsson or something that kind of made him like a question mark? But I couldn't find any information about it. So I was like, well, I'll ask about it when we start recording um, to make my actual decision <laughs> um, and see if one of you guys knew, which. Yeah, I guess he's he's not injured most likely. Um, so yeah, I would have to pick Blaze Gunnerson just because he's a freaking big, big, tall, uh, athletic guy. Um, but I still think yeah, Jamari Butler has has as equal of a chance to be as much of a force on that uh, defensive end side of things. Um, if if Blaze Gunnerson can fight for it, I'm sure he will get there because I mean his athleticism is just. It, yep. it has it has he has a really high ceiling and in, in my opinion um so long as he can stay healthy um and right. yeah so that's that's kind of what i got jamari butler or blaze gunderson i honestly don't know between the two because i think butler does have a really really good athleticism to offer all right derek had you gone yet yeah i just went okay i couldn't remember justin you're next then so my backups uh, behind uh, Garrett Nelson's Jamari Butler. One of the things about Jamari Butler to me was I did not realize he was as big as he is until oh, yeah. the spring. I had no, I had no idea. But uh, from you know every, all the reports of out of uh, the spring and you know what we we saw out of the spring game, I think he's definitely going to be in the mix. I think he's going to get some meaningful snaps this year. Uh, 
Then on the other end, since I had Caleb Tanner starting, I mean, it's Oshawn Mathis. But, I mean, to me, that's like a 1A, 1B over right. yeah. on the other side. So, Fair. Yeah. And so when you guys talk about there's only so many snaps, yeah, I mean, I don't Is know. It, I mean, right. maybe I think you can probably see Blaze Gunnarsson there and – you know, clean up time. I, I don't know if he's going to get any meaningful snaps for action this year. Is it possible? Too many good guys. Is it possible that? Well, I, first of all, I have Gunnarsson over Butler, but uh, but neither here nor there. Is it possible we see an or with uh, Mathis and Tanner? I think it's very likely. Very, very possible. That's what the, you're the staff see. loves yeah. the ors, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel <laughs> like we are heading down that uh, that. Well, they they love the ores in the in the in the um, public release of the depth charts, but I'm pretty sure there's not too many ores behind closed doors. Hey, I rhymed. What do you know? I think I think they know who the dude <laughs> is going to be, but they just throw an ore out there to throw people for a loop because that's always worked, right? Being yeah. secretive, this staff it's being secretive is for them because they're totally completely worked. surprising. For all these four years now, things. it has absolutely worked. So, yeah. um, Justin, go ahead and why don't we jump to defensive tackle then? Unless anybody has anything else to say about defensive end, um, okay, cool. Justin, <laughs> jump into defensive tackle. Who are your starters at those two spots? So, there's been a new development here with uh, at defensive tackle right before we came on. Uh, Stefan mm-hmm. Wynn from Alabama. He's now committed to Nebraska. So uh, I actually have him penciled in here. I had to scratch out another name. But uh, just for my <laughs> starters, I have Ty Robinson, and I'm going with Devin Drew as my starters right now. And Ty Robinson, he's a known commodity. You know what you're getting out of him. Uh, uh, Devin Drew, you know, he's had a lot of experience at Texas Tech. He was the third best defensive lineman at Texas Tech. Uh, him starting is not probably, I mean, I, I wouldn't bet a nickel on that he does start, but I would have him in there right now uh, okay. as the starter. But uh, those are my two. Drew and Robinson. All right. <clears throat> How about you, Scott? Okay, so I think I figured out, my little blunder there with uh, the injury with Blaze Gunnerson. For whatever reason, I think I got him and Thomas Fedoni mixed up. I know their offense and defense, but I was thinking there's an Iowa guy who got injured and has gotcha. been an injury-prone guy, and I was like, who was it? Who was they, it that I was thinking of that I got them mixed up somehow? They both um, wear the same number, too. Yeah, that'll do Yes. It. Yeah. And they're and both which, white guys. <laughs> it's like it's like it shouldn't be it shouldn't be something to get mixed up they, with because they're like they have offense a and defense. Um, but it was like I was like, why did I think he was injured? Um, and then I finally I find it just clicked to me. I was like, oh wait, duh, it was the tight end room that I was thinking of. Uh, but uh, no, so I've got just what uh, Justin said. I've got Devin Drew and Ty Robinson as uh, the two starters. Um, mm-hmm. the only reason why I picked Devin drew is pretty much for the exact same reason. Justin said, it's just because of the experience and the, uh, the maturity that he brings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think he can offer a lot to us right away. So long as he has the football IQ of grasping the system immediately and being able to understand exactly what kind of schemes that, uh, Shenander's trying to do. I mean, you're on the defensive line. I mean, you're just, you just, 
mm-hmm. you're a headhunter, but you know, there are some things that you kind of got to grasp within any system. So yeah, I've got Devin Drew and Ty Robinson. Already, Derek. Uh, I, I think Ty Robinson is the Garrett Nelson of the defensive tackles. I don't think there's a lot to argue there. I, he's, he, I think he's a, the obvious starter, but I'm going to disagree mm-hmm. with you guys on the Devin Drew thing. Like, I, he hasn't been here for anything yet. I mean, he has, we don't know what he brings to the table. I, I'm not going Nash Hutmacher. Like, that guy was a big recruit, fucking strong guy. Gosh, damn it. Thank All you. Right. All right. All right. Rib. Sorry. I, Thank you. Sorry. But he's a he's a strong guy. He's a lead, he's a leader in he's a leader in the weight room. He's I, I like what the guy brings to the table. He's a little inexperienced. I get it, but I think he's got the strength and the in the size to do what a defensive lineman wants to do. Okay, all right. Um, let's see who's. Oh, I'm next. <laughs> I'm I'm the same as. Uh, as Scott and Justin, I'm with Devin Drew at defensive tech, along with Ty Robinson. Uh, just simply moving to that four four man front, that 280 285 pounds that Drew brings to the brings to the table is some quickness and some strength and some speed. Uh, played fairly well at Texas Tech, um, and Nash Hutmacher has at this point been fairly unproven commodity, and I'm not sure who else would back up Drew. So uh, Drew starting. Ty Robinson it's, is at definitely at the other defensive tackle spot. Um, so how about you, Tyler? Derek and I are aligned. I mean, Ty Robinson, I think, you know, Garrett Nelson is is the guy this year. Ty Robinson is right there with Luke Reimer to me as the number two. Mm-hmm. I, I think that his value this year could not be more overstated. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he might be the most valuable defensive player. Because if Garrett Nelson goes down, we got good depth at that other end. Man, Ty Robinson, that's scary if he goes down. Um, I, I'm huge on him. And then Nash, I, I have a hard time believing that Drew or Wynn are going to come in and get the starting spot. I, I just think that that is a tight turnaround. Yeah. You know, with Mathis is a little bit different because he was a starter. He was a guy that was playing. Um, I, I just think the late additions for both of them might keep them down. I also really do like Nash uh, in the nose tackle spot. Um, I, I don't know. I know we, we're not making this a 3-4 debate, but I, I think he could be playing that A gap. I think he'll do really well there. Um, I think he can shift over in that 3-4 if we need to be in there and not have a major alignment. So I think he'll be the starter. Um, my backups, since I'm going backups, are going to be Drew and Win. Um, I think those two guys are definitely, sure. um, while they're not going to be quite ready to start day one, I, I do think they're going to come in, especially when you're looking over those freshmen of uh, Buckley, Weaver, and uh, Black. Right. I, I I I like that class. I actually like that trio. I just think you're bringing in a couple guys that are probably a little bit ahead of them, and they take the spot. And we, uh, in the case of Win, that's a big dude. Yeah. Um. Again, he he might be a nose tackle too. He might be a guy that could come in and take that three four spot middle of the field. Um. He didn't play that at Alabama. But I mean, he, they, Alabama had them listed at three four three. Uh, I'm sorry, six four three oh seven. Big dude. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think that those are the two guys that are going to come in and take that backup spot. Tyler, Alrighty. can I ask a question here? Yep. So, do you think the staff believes that Nash Hutmaker can be the starting defensive lineman? The reason I ask that because 
we are pretty we have a lot of bodies on defensive line. There's a lot of younger bodies, but there's a lot of bodies there. And so we went out and got two more defensive linemen uh out of the transfer portal. Uh in Devin Drew and and Wynn, right? Stephon Wynn, yep. So but we had we had to. We lost Jordan Riley and we lost uh Casey Rogers. We needed yeah. to replace some guys. Yeah, you I mean, do, so Justin, but you have enough, you have a lot of young guys right there. If you think that Nash is gonna be the starter, I think they went to hit up the uh portal because they were looking for a starter. I mean, I, I think that if you look at this and you say with the addition of Drew and Wynn, we have nine scholarship interior linemen. Like, I know the, the debate of 4 3 3 4, but if you ever want to run a 3 4 again, you can't have nine scholarship defensive linemen on your roster. I'm sorry. I mean, I take that back. You can't have seven scholarship defensive linemen on your roster. You need to put in some bodies. So, at that case, I mean, so now we're at nine. Like, that's a lot better. So I, I don't think this has anything to do with the faith of the guys in the room. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a pure numbers where they need the backfield guys. I think – and get the best. I mean, no, why? I, I'm, I'm with Tyler. You, you needed to add some depth. And, and I don't know. I'm just – I'm not buying it that Stefan Wynn, who was a back, a career backup at, at Alabama, is all of a sudden going to come in and take over a starting spot just because he played for Alabama. Well, I don't think anybody no. had win as their starter. Nope, neither do I. No, I get it, but you you bring them up, and you 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 think you think they went after some starters. I think you they went out to get guys to compete for stars like Devin. Oh, Drew. absolutely. Some guys. Push. Push. I, I, if if you didn't go out to get guys to compete for starters, I think they what the they hell didn't are just. I think they went out with they went out and they found experienced depth, not just depth, but experienced depth. Are you going to feel comfortable with Ruquan Buckley or any of those other guys that haven't hardly played a down of college Thanks. football jumping in if somebody like Ty Robinson or right, Nash let, gets let, hurt or Drew let, or whatever? Let's be fair. Stefan Wynn had five tackles last year. Right. Yeah, Wynn is fine. But uh, Devin Drew, he would not have come to Nebraska if he did not know that he was going to have. You were upset that we even role. got Devin Drew at one point. Like when we got him, you were like, "Really? This is a guy we got? He wasn't even the best Texas Tech player." I, yeah. Again, and I pointed just, that out. Justin, can can I go back and say, like, if you ask a question about Nash, do I think the coaches are sitting there saying, "Yeah, Nash Nash Huntmaker is going to be all conference this year"? I, I don't think they're sitting there saying that. I, I, I think that none of us are saying that at this point. I think we all acknowledge that our interior defensive line is among the weakness of our team. So to bring in more guys, like I'm not saying Drew can't get a starting spot. I'm not saying Wynn can't get a starting spot because it is a weak posi- position. But I think that coming in, getting up to speed, I, I just don't think those two are quite transcendent enough to make up that ground. Right. More like a Mathis right. is. Mathis is that guy. But I don't know about those two. Sure. Well, let's Mathis um, is, but none of the cuz cast we even had Mathis even starting. <laughs> I mean, that's semantics. I mean, again, when, when I if you ask me right now who's going to have more sacks, Caleb well, Tanner or, or uh, Mathis, I'd probably say Mathis. I think Mathis is going to get tons of snaps. Like, if just because I have him number two, like, I think Caleb Tanner is probably a little bit better on the run. He's suited, he's a senior, he's been around. I just, but call it 60 40. I mean, they're both going to play so much. Well, I think in, my, in my NASCAR package, they're going to both going to come in and take the place of the same spot. I think defensive <laughs> lines in the same boat. Like 
they always like to trans- they always like to uh rotate these defensive linemen anyway. Oh yeah, they're gonna so need I, to I, I I don't think by picking Nash Hutmacher and and Ty Robinson that means we think they're gonna play all game long. Devin no. Drew's probably gonna play. And, and I don't know, maybe Stefan win too well too, because that's my two backups as well. But uh yeah. I, I also think Colton Fisk is finding his way onto the field. Yeah, I think he plays some point. too. I, I my backups are Nash Hutmacher and Stefan Wynn at defensive tackle. But for me, I really struggled with naming Drew my tack uh starter at one spot because it was an and or for me between him and Hutmacher. It really was. Yep. Because I think the one thing about bringing Wynn and Drew in is not only is it building depth for our line, but it's also giving a little bit of motivation to these guys that really haven't seen a lot of playing time yet, like Nash, uh to step it up a notch you know you got a kid coming in from the sec granted he didn't play a lot at alabama but he got recruited there that says something to me so um i'd say win is a backup but by the end of the year he could be like oshawn mathis he could be a black shirt by the end of the year i i think oshawn gets one uh, to begin with but um who knows that might be what gets caleb tanner over the edge and gets him really playing well uh so those are my backups hutmacher and win um, who else we've got? I just have a question here. Yeah. How many had feast as a backup before, uh, we got news about when I oh, feast was a backup before we got I news did. about when absolutely. He was on yeah. mine. Tyler, yeah, no? mine. Well, so when I wrote this down, so I was prepped for last week and then I had a bail. So when we initially did this, <laughs> I, I already had win written, written down. And I would have had to back him out. So I've always I've kind of wrote him in because I thought for sure we were going to get him. But after that, the names that I wrote down that I was like, if I had a back, it was Buckley, Feast, and Weaver. And I was leaning towards Buckley. I, I'm big on that uh, Buckley, but Feast could be in there. I mean, I wrote down three names, so it's I hadn't mm-hmm. quite made that decision yet. But yeah, okay, that's fair. All right, how about you, Derek? Yeah, I I, I have I'm the one that brought Feast up. I, I already did this. <laughs> yeah. He, right. he had, he had win. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. You you did mention that before I went. I'm sorry. Uh, Scott. Yeah, I had, uh, well, before the commitment of Stefan Wynn, uh, yeah, I had Nash Hutmacher and Colton Feist as Same my, my choices. Um, only because of, I guess, whatever I saw in the spring game, which was that there were a few times where it was like, wow, we're getting a good push on the defensive line. And then who gets up? Oh, it's Colton feast or feist or however you say it. Um, but then, yeah, but then there was a uh, Raekwon Buckley. He was also a, a good, a good option. I mean, between Buckley feist and black, you know, and then I guess we've got, freshman uh tagaloa and mm-hmm. uh Mosai newsome and jalen weaver i mean it's we've got i guess depth but i think there's just such a huge drop off between ty robinson and nash hutmacher uh before we had the commitments like let's just say devin drew and stefan win were not committed to the team at all in in some different world like it it would be it would be a coin toss 
after those two guys, in my opinion, like mm-hmm. you, it would be like who you could plug any of the guys in and, and you're basically just taking a guessing game. Like, well, I think based on the size and blah, 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 but we've had plenty of guys that have had size in the past that didn't do diddly squat. We've had plenty of guys who have height in the past who didn't do diddly squat. So it's like, it's all just like a guessing game. You're supposed to curse to- there, Scott. You're going to take a drink anyway. Oh, Justin's oh. finally done with his stupid orange drink. We're gonna do it in Japanese. <laughs> Susan We're is do it in Japanese. <laughs> There's there you go. Gong pai. Gong pai. Uh, but uh yeah. So basically where I'm getting at is that after after those two guys, Hutmacher and Robinson, like before we had a Devin Drew or Stefan win with just, you know, I guess you could say mm-hmm talent and experience between those two commitments like there really wasn't it's kind of just like a okay you've got these guys what are they going to actually do i don't know i have no freaking idea I not a freaking that's clue why they went after drew and win yep. yeah and so Devin, it's like yeah you know he's like got what is it like a butt ton of snaps um that Big he's had 12. experience in and yeah, Stefan Wynn, he sat on the bench and didn't really do much for Alabama, but it's it's one of those things that it's like, yeah, but he was like a top 75 player out of high school in 2017, mm-hmm. stayed with Alabama for five or I was I in my thirties back then. It was like yeah. for like four yeah. years. For four years, you don't just stay with Alabama for four years unless you want to just get your absolute crap knocked in day in day out because they don't play around they don't play around mm-hmm. there and, and the fact that he committed to them for four years tells mm-hmm. tells me a lot about well i mean he believed that whole time that he was going to be the next man up and it just didn't pan out so it's like well it's either he stayed there Where for four I years be that it, it's either he stayed there for four years because he's he's just dumb and didn't could not read his cards right or he stayed there for four years because he knew that he was just one step behind whoever was in front of him and then Mm -hmm. was like wait i could take this national champion championship contending talent that i have move it somewhere slightly different and now i can get the playing time and the uh the resume that i need in order to get in the nfl and mm-hmm. so that's the only reason why I've got uh, Stefan Wynn as like number two at the very least. Um, if not, I mean, dude's got size. He's got talent. He wasn't a top 100 recruit because for whatever reason, you know, it's mm-hmm. he's clearly got some got some uh, hidden gem type skills. If you could even call a top 100 player a hidden gem. Uh you know, maybe he fell off. Maybe he's a bum. Maybe he's all these things. I mean, you can make those judgment calls, but in in my opinion, like I I do think that it was it was one of those things. It's like he uh, he could be a number one guy. To be honest, like if Ty Robinson and Nash Hutmacher can't can't keep up with an insane amount of athleticism that somebody from Alabama can bring to a squad, like you better watch out. You better watch for your job because. Sure. All Somebody right. like that's going to take it. All right. Justin, have you uh, named your backups at defensive tackle yet? I have Nash and Feast. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I have, I have Win in there also, I think. Nash and Win. Gotcha. Yeah. And Feast, yeah. A, A, 1A, 1A, 2A, 2B. All right. 
Well, that's the defensive front. Let's take a look at the linebackers. I know we kind of have a little bit of a difference opinion uh, here on the stream as to whether or not Nebraska is going to run a true 4-3 or they're going to run more of a 4-2-5. I have picked starters based on having some 4-3 packages as well as a 4-2-5 package with a JoJo type player also. Uh, but I've got three uh, or six names for, for linebacker. I'll go ahead and start this one because I know I'm going to uh, freak some people out because as you know, as I said earlier, Caleb Tanner is not in my two deep anywhere on the defensive line, but he is my starter at will six foot two, 225 pounds. He's about that will size linebacker back in the nineties that we used to have plenty of speed, plenty of ability to cover in space, plenty of ability to tackle. I've got Nick Henrich as my strong side linebacker. And then I've got Luke Reimer as my uh, middle backer, my starter at middle. So um, what do, am I crazy for putting, putting uh, Caleb Tanner standing up? Behind it's like the mad scrimmage? scientist type of crazy. <laughs> that's my well, NASCAR package. That, that's, right there, yeah. that, I mean, that, I mean you, you're basically, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think that this is where the semantics come into play. Like, like what? What are we actually running? Like, I mean, if you want, if you want to label positions, I mean, I think that that would be a very interesting four three is to have that on there. I think we would. I hope teams wouldn't be throwing on us because that's he's, that is a very slow defensive <laughs> front. It's slow-ish. I think Taylor. I think Tanner plays better if he's not having to play heads up on a on an offensive tackle or a tight end. I, if he's I, got room to move and use the speed that he has, because he is pretty fast, I just think he he works better as a as a weak side linebacker. But maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Um, how about you, Tyler? Who are your starting linebackers? I know you you're you're more leaning toward the four two five side of things, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think we have three packages, right? I think we have my NASCAR package. I'm going to say that a hundred times. Because I, I want Shenander to run it. I want to. I want to see. And it's the All Star race tonight. So this is what Tyler's dream is. It's not like what Shenander's ever hinted. Oh my God! Of course he hasn't hinted. He's not. He's not tipping his cap. Imagine those pass rushers. We won't need a blitz. We'll have those four guys in there on a third and nine, and we're just going to go. So I think that's one package. I think we're going to run some three four, and then I think we're going to run a four two five. So my, my two linebackers inside are Reimers, Heinrich. I think they are as good a duo at the inside as there is in the Big yep. Ten. I mean, I I dare to say they are the best inside duo in the Big Ten. And I do this with no research besides trying to remember what happened last season. But my memory <laughs> says that a lot of people graduated and they should be in that position to be the number. No, I, I do. I think, I think they're great. And I, I don't want to I, I didn't I mean I could name six inside backers because I think we're really deep at that position. Um but I, I won't I guess I'll wait till I'll come back around and name a couple more. But I, I do I, I don't see a true four three. I don't see us playing much in that. So um I'm just gonna stick there. All righty. How about you, Derek? What do you think? Who's your linebacker? Well, I I I'll I'll play your game and do the four three because I do think there's a snare where we could could play it. Uh, 
and again, you got two you got two linebackers. Nobody's gonna argue. Henrik and Reimer, nobody's gonna argue those two. It's just mm-hmm. there's no argument to be made. So who's gonna play that third spot? Uh I ultimately I came down and I, I watched the spring game a few times and the guy that impressed me the most that I wasn't expecting was uh Ativa Magu Clements. However you say his name. Ediva Malga Clements, if there you I go. remember okay. right. Yeah. Well, we'll let you say it then. Hey, I, I got him playing. The guy, the guy, the guy impressed me. He looked good playing in the spring game. Mm-hmm. And if I got to have a third body out there for linebacker, I can't think of anybody better than him to put out there. All right, Scott. Yeah, I think we all are in agreement here that on stronger weak side, Sam or Will or whatever. Uh, yeah, Nick Heinrich and uh, Luke Reimer number one and number two, hands down every single, every single time you get a chance uh, to pick them and put them out there. I would pick them and put them out there. Um, so long as they're not gassed or anything like that, but yeah, that number three spots, uh, it's a hard one. Um, I made my preseason bold prediction that I think that a person that we should, that, uh, that I'm going to be watching, would be Randolph Kapai, uh, but that's not going to be my starter by any stretch of the imagination. But I think that he's going to be fighting for a, a starting spot. And yes, uh, uh, Derek, I I completely agree. Uh, Tiva Malka Clements uh, just looked, he was all over the place. He was gunning everywhere. Uh, but I do think that probably that third guy that that would be starting would just be based on experience. Um, don't know if I saw much from him from the spring game or really much from him. Uh, I, 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 there was much to be desired last year, but Chris Kolarvik, um, I still think that he provides a good enough motor and, and uh, an athleticism that would be much needed. Um, and so I've got, yeah, Henrik uh, Kolarvik, Reimer, that's kind of the three guys that I've got with a, like, okay. I like the way that you've put it, uh, Justin, you know, you've got one A, one B, and that B spot on on any side, strong, weak, middle. You could have Malga Clements, Kapai, Snodgrass if he gets healthy. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those, uh, it's one of those positions that, yeah, we have a really, it's really deep in our linebacker position. So, but yeah, obviously two guys, Henrik and Reimer, they're going to be out there. So okay. those are for sure. Justin. Uh, yeah. Reimer, Heinrich, those guys, you guys already said it. Those guys are locked in uh, the third linebacker. I, I am going to, to I, t- I tend to think that we're going to be more of a four, two, five type defense. Uh, four two five slash four three. So uh, the guy that I penciled in here is Isaac Gifford. I think Isaac Gifford. You've heard the coaches uh, say a lot of great things about him, uh, and I mean, he's. I think when we line up against Northwestern in Dublin, that he is going to be one of the three linebackers out there in that four two five. Well, I guess in that nickel, I guess you should say. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he's going to start against Northwestern when they take the field. Really? All right. All right. I think so. so I, how about I, don't, I don't have any contention with that, honestly. Like, that's. I, it, it that depends makes sense. On Science it, checks it, out. Yeah. I mean, if they. If, if Northwestern comes out in like a spread, 
type formation like they tend to do on first down. I, I got no issue with that either. I think you see, I think you could see Gifford. I think you could see Kalarovic because he's been practicing at that spot too. So um, how about your backups, Justin? Who do you have hey, in mind? Before you move on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. The only argument I would have with that is I don't think you're going to see that against Northwestern. You maybe against a spread team like uh, an Ohio State or a, maybe even a Michigan. Doesn't Northwestern but, run so a little bit of a spread? Yeah, but I don't think their spread scares people as much. I think you're looking to get in Holisky's face as much as you can, but more than try to put right. a guy in coverage more. I I see I see him loading the I see him loading the box more with with, with Northwestern with than I would. Yeah. You don't think uh, you don't think Gifford can do that? He could, but I think you definitely want to drop him on coverage a lot more in yard blitz. Huh. We'll He's see. got more side to side speed than All right. All right. line penetration. So your your backups, so, Justin, who do you got? Uh Maga Clements. Yeah. I was impressed with him in the spring game. I think he is gonna be a guy that uh bar you know, if there's an injury uh, out of uh, Reimer or Heinrich, you know, I think I would feel pretty good today knowing that Clements could come in and, okay. you know, there wouldn't be a significant drop-off at that position. Uh, you know, he's come a long way since his t- since he's been at Nebraska. Last year, you know, he, you know, he, he did well with the chances that he was given, but he didn't, yep. wasn't given a lot of chances. But I think he took a huge step this spring, and it, it showed in the spring game from mm. uh, what my pea brain saw. Uh, I also have Garrett <laughs> Snodgrass in there as the fourth uh, backup okay. uh, in there. And then at that nickel, I got Kalarvik also. And gotcha. yeah, he's, he's going to get some time. You know, we, we've heard a lot about uh, Javen Wright battled injuries, you know, and so apparently he's going to be put on medical uh, scholarship this year is is that yeah. right? I think I'd heard that too, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, so that's breaking news to me. I, I've seen it in the Twitter world, so it's got to be true, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, that, yes. because uh, if he's on medical ever reliable of Twitterverse. Yeah. Well, if he's on medical scholarship this year, that that doesn't count for the 85, right? Correct. Right. Right. That, that but it be hasn't true. been announced. It's just. Uh, the things I'm hearing on Twitter is like him well, and one other I, I, I am baff, I am fascinated with this wa- roster construction down to the final because we have we're over on scholarships. We're still recruiting. Like, where mm-hmm. what's going to happen? So that would be <laughs> an answer. Um, so anyway, but yeah, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. So no, breaking no. news by Justin. No, not you're breaking. Good. You're breaking good. news. Twitter broke it. I'm repeating it. <laughs> How about you, Derek? Who do you have for your backups at the? Two or three spots, or whatever the hell it was you picked earlier. Uh, well, I'm Gar- having a Gar- hell of a time keeping track, guys. <laughs> Don't Gar- mind me. Garrett Snodgrass, I think, is an obvious backup. Uh, I've already got Clements playing, so I after Snodgrass, it got a little a little shaky. But I I heard a lot out of this Ernest Hausman all all spring, so I'm gonna put him out there mm-hmm. as a backup and. I'm gonna put Klarovic as out there as as a backup. Okay. Alrighty. Well, I'm kind of similar with you. If if we're running three linebackers, my backups are Garrett Snodgrass at strong side. 
I've got Chris Klarevic as a middle backer backup. And then I've got Ediva Malga Clements or, or, and, or Ernest Hausman at the weak side. Uh, I couldn't decide between the two just because of what I saw from Hausman with the speed and the explosiveness that he showed in the uh, spring game. It was pretty impressive. Uh, and I only imagine he's only going to get better uh, coming out of fall camp. So I, I expect him to get some snaps this year. Um, and then as far as the nickel spot, because you guys were talking about mostly four, two, five, I've definitely got Isaac Gifford starting the year, uh, and in that Jojo spot. And then I've got Clarevic backing him up as well. So Clarevic could play middle backer in my scheme at <laughs> backup. If somebody like Reimer or, uh, Henrik gets hurt. Cause I, I see Reimer being a guy that could play either strong side backer or middle backer in a four, three. Uh, with his speed and his ability to tackle. So, uh, and then Clarevic, yeah, obviously is that backup at nickel. So um, let's see here. I, I, I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you on the nickel. Like I, it's Isaac Gifford spot. I, I don't think anybody's going to take it from him. I know they've been playing Clarevic behind him. So I'm, I'll put him as the backup there too, but uh, mm-hmm. as long as Isaac Gifford stays healthy, I don't think you're going to see much of anybody else. Wasn't that where Javen Wright was playing a lot this spring until he got hurt? Wasn't he playing a lot of that nickel spot too? I don't think he played this. I don't spring. think he I, played this spring. Maybe it was maybe it was Butler then that I he, heard no, that was he, kind he of going was, back and forth between to be, and was going and, to be a nickel. Like that's, that's what okay. they moved. Okay. That's what they wanted to move him to last year, and that's gotcha. what they were talking about moving okay. him out there to that spot. But because there was a lot okay. of talk, I mean, last year he was the guy behind JoJo until he got injured. Like he was that number right. two guy, and yeah. Okay. Um. So, so my backup backers is honestly, I feel like I can only name, I should only need to name one name, Clement. Yeah. I don't, I don't see us playing three more than three backers. I, I do okay. not see that world. I mean, shy of injuries, I don't see us rotating. Rhymers and Henrik and Clements are three solid. You're not there. The gap after those three is so large. Yeah, like I just, I don't see. I don't see. I like Snodgrass. And he's my fourth guy. That's why I said of- that, Tyler. That's why I said Snodgrass is my fourth guy for that exact same reason. Because it, it it is so I can see like twelve guys on the front playing. I can see a lot of rotation inside backer. You're sixty five snaps a game. Like mm-hmm. you're they're they're playing a lot of snaps. Clements is going to get some snaps, but yeah, right. I I just I don't see a lot. I, I know we kind of went to nickel. I actually a little bit different. I don't think Gifford is going to start at nickel. I. It's close. I think Klovarik Cl- is going to start over Gifford. I, I think it mostly goes to, I think he might be a little bit better in run defense at this point. Um, I, I'm i really basing this. I mean, it's it's close. I think they'll both play a lot. I think that's going to be more of a team-by-team matchup. I When we go nickel, I mean, we I think it's going to be those teams that have three wide receivers and are going to line up. But, like, against a Northwestern, will you? Like I think Northwestern might have three wide receivers, but I still expect them to run the ball a lot against a Purdue. Yeah, maybe you're going to have Gifford in there, um, but I, I, yeah, that's kind of how I think. I think it's really close between those two, and I don't. That's my separation factor. Oh, I just want to add this about Kalarvik uh, and the Gifford thing. I mean, I think it's going to be Gifford, the guy, right? I think his ceiling is so much higher than Kalarvik. I mean, Kalarvik, he's in his final year this year, and you know, I mean. By this point, he hasn't really panned out to anything. I mean, you got to play the guy that is has a higher ceiling, and it's Isaac Gifford at this point. 
I, I mean, I, I would say that Clavaric got some snaps at inside backer last year. He did. I mean, he, he did get some of that. Um, I, I'm not disagreeing with higher ceiling. I, I, I'll be honest. Like this whole thought of the JoJo role, like the reason why they, we called the JoJo role, this it this was hybrid, created for him. It was because <laughs> you had a special athlete in JoJo Doman. Like yeah. I, I am very apprehensive about putting an undersized, like guy and think like oh he's gonna be able to handle run protection like hmm. and that's what i fear that we're gonna do with isaac gifford i'm fine with isaac gifford as a safety but i have a little bit of apprehension if you're saying yeah you you be one of my starters and go in there and tackle against wisconsin like, jojo jojo was that rare breed of athlete that could that, that could weigh 230 235 pounds and cover a tight end or a slot receiver Yes, fairly or, easily, and he could come up and defend the run. Yes, um, he was just very, very rare, and I think that's why I'm going to. I've got Gifford and Kalarovic kind of splitting that JoJo role because I think Kalarovic's going to be better against the run than Gifford, and I think Gifford's going to be better at covering the slot guy than Kalarovic ever would be. And and maybe I'm selling both of them short. I don't know, but uh, that's kind of where my thought process is on it. Scott, have you had a chance to? Let us know who your backups at linebacker are yet. Uh, negative. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I'm. I yeah, I'm. I'm pretty much right in the middle of where all you guys are at. Um, backups, I did. Yeah, Ernest Hausman looked really good. Very athletic. Still mm-hmm. young. Still has a lot of uh, experience to to I guess get under his belt. But I wouldn't necessarily put him as a immediate backup for any reason. Malga Clements, dude just looks awesome. Honestly, in my opinion, I think that Malga Clements, his athleticism and his size is comparable to what I remember seeing from Jojo Doman. Um, so he's actually my nickel backup really? to an Isaac Gifford. Yes, yes. Because if we're talking about the fact that Doman was a special player because he had, uh, t- you know, he had decent size pretty great speed and just he had that vision that vision was specifically what made jojo an outstanding player he was able to interpret plays it's it's it, essentially instantly that's what that's what made it so great because you made um, a bunch of noise justin you got to take a drink <laughs> sorry Pat. i was like Didn't i was like on you how are you like, what? what did i do uh <laughs> but uh no, if there was anybody that I remember, which of course, anecdotal spring game, you really can't tell much from the spring game. When I was looking at Malga Clements, he reminded me of a JoJo body type of, and he mm-hmm. was he was making decisions instantly. He didn't stand for half a second and wait for something to develop. He was committing to his guy right away. Um, and so, yeah, I guess my nickel spot would be a, between a Gifford and a, and a, a Malga Clements. Um, but like I said, you know, I, I kind of have this weird, bold prediction that Randolph Kapai is just going to like, just do something. I don't know why. Um, I just have a feeling we're going to see him a lot this year, just as like a backup a guy to go in when people are gassed out. Um, just cause dude's athletic dude's big. He's athletic. Uh, he provides pretty quick speed, um, dude out of South Dakota. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, if right. Garrett Snodgrass can be uh, healthy, if he can be healthy going into fall camp and not get injured again, you know, re-injure something that 
that would be very easy to do during a fall camp. Um, yeah, snodgrasses would be a backup as well. I think it's honestly, I think it's great that we have so many names that we are having to name off and so many speculations because it does truly mean that our linebacker group is deep and there's really not much separating the number two guys from each other. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'm just curious, has, do you know, Scott, if Ed of a Clements has actually practiced that, that, at that nickel spot at all? No idea. But the only reason why I'm basing that off, like the only thing that I'm basing it off of is because if there was anybody that I saw during the spring game that reminded me of a Jojo Doman, just with where he was at in the field at any given time and how quick he would get there, Malga Clements was all over the damn place. And that's exactly what Jojo Doman did for us. He was all over the damn place. And if Malga Clements has that motor and has that tenacity to go freaking blow up his freaking, uh, is uh, his stamina like he's going to mm-hmm. test his stamina to the absolute max play in play out like that's what we're looking for right i mean that's why isaac gifford is is in sure. contention for that um i mean though another reason is that i mean malga clements is essentially the exact same size as jojo doman so you could plug him in at an at a true linebacker position or you could put him in that nickel position have somebody to back him up as a linebacker but be able to do that JoJo shit. There okay. we go. Oh, there Shot. we go. Yep. Take yep. a drink. Yep. There you go. But Party. that's my that's my that's my interpretation of it. Could be You're full of so shit. You're so totally gonna get Justin drunk tonight, Scott. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's gonna be the black eyed Susan that got me there. <laughs> <laughs> Has does anybody else need to share their backups at linebacker? I think everybody's gone, haven't we? We're good. All right, we're good. So let's move on to the other somewhat questionable area of the field on defense and the fact that we've what added seven guys now to the roster in the defensive back part of the defense uh, since the end of the Iowa game last year. So we'll start off with safety. Uh, It doesn't matter. Strong side Rover. I have no idea what the hell that means myself, Uh, but um, we'll start with you, Derek. Who do you have as your two starting safeties? Uh, this was, this was tough. I I think one spot's fairly easy with Miles Farmer. I, the guy's got a lot of playing time. Yep. He he started a few games when he had just kind of when when we had some injuries back there. Uh, so so he was kind of my my go to guy there. The the other spot, man, it's so tough. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with Deshaun Singleton. I I think that guy brings a lot a lot of athleticism to to the table. I think. He, he was there for the spring. He got a chance to kind of get to know things. Uh, I, I didn't know who else to pick, I guess. So I went with Deshaun Singleton. Alrighty. Um, how about at the, uh, so that's your two spots then? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, why don't you go ahead, Scott? Who do you have at uh, those two safety spots? Um, so I'm going to keep following the trend of, I'm going to bust some toes here, but Kane Williams, I mean, dude is a freaking athlete. Um, He, he's going to, he's, he's one of those guys that when he shows up, he's, he's not just going to, he's not just going to sit back and, and let everybody else take a job from him. Um, That's, that's number two as a starter, like a Rover type guy. Um, 
but yeah, of course, Miles Farmer. Miles Farmer, he seems out of out of all of the guys that we've got in our safety room right now, Miles Farmer stands out the most to me. Um, and then right behind, I guess who Kane Williams is gonna be fighting a spot for or fighting for a spot from is gonna <laughs> be like uh like Derek said, um, you got Deshaun Singleton or Noah Pola Gates. I think those two guys are right now, aside from Kane Williams committing those two guys were probably fighting for that other starting spot um if isaac gifford isn't in that nickel type of spot but i just i don't know man like i just i have this weird i have this weird i'm i'm gonna piss off a lot of people by saying this not just you guys but husker fans in general that I, I hate to say it, but Alabama is what Nebraska used to be in the nineties. Like they have the it factor. They have the grit. They have the grain. They have the, you put up or shut up. We're going to beat you into the ground and we're going to make you earn your goddamn job. And there's no fun. You're not having fun. You're not here to be a big star. You're not going to, you're not going to sit here and run, run the table and make all this, all this Twitter following and shit. Like we don't give a fuck. You are going to earn your goddamn. You're going to earn your goddamn. Uh, I'm your just going to leave the banner up. I, I'm just yes. going to leave it up. I do feel. I do feel. I do feel, the rest of the hour. I do feel it's a little unfair because I think Scott's drinking iced tea. Oh, yeah. absolutely, he is, and I'm out of. <laughs> and, I'm, I don't yeah, even. I think we should just chug this beer, guys. I feel, I feel like on, Scott, old cats. I feel like you old cats have never been to like a new age party because take party foul taking a shot doesn't mean that everybody drinks. Like if if that were the case, everybody would be taking shit <laughs> on tables. You know, yeah. like then everybody would be drinking. <laughs> what you kind know? of parties are you going to, Scott? Party uh, foul drink, take us, a drink means the person who committed the foul has to take a drink. Not everybody, I guess that would be. Yeah. My, yes, my yes. that is I mean, that is the thing. If you make a party foul, it's you like have the to hipster take a version of playing quarters. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, so, you know, I, I get the I, I don't, I don't, for myself. I don't I know if anybody here. And, and I don't know if anybody watches the... this has figured this out, but the three of us are not hipsters. <laughs> no, nobody will ever confuse the Cuzcast <laughs> for being hipsters. Oh hell no! Oh, no, Tatter, no, no, Tatter no. feels That's like funny. offended by that. <laughs> He's like, I'm a hipster. He is a millennial. Well, he's got the he's yeah, he's definitely got millennial tendencies, no doubt about that. I mean, he still loves Martinez. Um no, so so (laughs) let me let me finish here. Um it's it's like so somebody coming from Alabama is either going to have that mindset or on the flip side to give what most Husker fans and I guess most college football fans think if you're leaving Alabama, it means you can't hang. It means you're, you are a degenerate. You can't, you can't, you know, meet their expectations. No, you, so you're you just going stay to stay at Alabama. If you're a degenerate, that's at least what I understand. And so like, <laughs> when I think of, when I think of a high four star recruit leaving Alabama, um, and looking for their talents to go elsewhere, especially if you're a top 200 player like Kane Williams was in, in 2020, uh, or I guess for the 2021 class, he committed in 2020. Um, I mean, he showed up. It very well could have been. He showed up and was like, yeah, this ain't for me. I'm going to go play for Nebraska. Or he showed up and was like, you know what? I could grind it out for the next three years, 
or I can uh, go to Nebraska where they're probably going to have the same expectations um, from me. And maybe that's why he committed is because he's like, oh, okay. So it's an Alabama mindset at Nebraska right now, but I can start. I want to, I want to be, I want to go through the grit and the grind and I want to get my ass kicked day in, day out, but I can start. Um, so that's, that's, I guess my thought process of why I would pick Kane Williams as a, probably a starter right away. Like I think he's going to start right away just because he has too much talent to sit on the bench. And I, I know, I know there's guys who've been here and they want to earn their, they want to earn their chip. They want to do their things, but I mean, you put the best guy on the field and if Kane Williams, the best guy, yeah. if Kane Williams is the best guy, I mean, look at his talent. They, you know, the, 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 the recruit, um, talent scouts aren't giving him a high four star because, you know, because they want to, you know, he committed to Alabama out Tyree of Louisiana. Johnson's still sitting on the bench and he was a five star coming from o- o- Ohio state. So who knows? Yep, that is. I'll, I'll, that I'll say is this: I, I have a tendency to agree with you, Scott, to to an extent. Uh, you don't you don't just leave Alabama because you think uh, you're right. You're right. The problem is the timing of it. You're coming in, in the summertime. Yep. I just don't know that you could take over a spot over one over three weeks of fall practice. I I find it hard to believe that you could come in and do that with the guys that have been here a lot, little at least one of them a lot longer. The other one, other ones maybe. At least a little longer. Yeah. But yeah. I I, I think the time be to that you've been here is gonna play a little factor in that role. Sure. Well and that that could very well yeah, that's I, I'm honestly taking like a bold prediction. I guess that would be it. Like it's a bold prediction. You are doing that for sure. <laughs> yes, yes. It's pretty bold, bold prediction. For sure. Pretty bold. You never know. Absolutely never know. How about you, Tyler? Do you have any kind of old things to throw at us or well what do you I, think I, your safeties I, are going to be i i mean i do i guess i got I, well miles farmer is going to be a starter um yeah not the much of, yeah i think he's going to be good um i i think he'll be on par to what we we expected or what we had last year with williams and Dismuke. um i think there won't be much drop off in that spot i think the other one's gonna be a little bit tougher to fill um and i'm gonna go marcus buford um, he, he's the guy that I have, uh, getting that start. He moved over in the fall from that corner spot. He kind of bounced around. I think he was, a, he's a really good athlete. I liked him out of high school. Um, I, I think that there are four names for that second safety spot. The, the challenge here is this, uh, similar to how I thought, Hey, there could be 10, 11 guys that play on that defensive front and outside backer defensive end, whatever you want to call it. Man, I don't think even though there's not much of a drop off after the for that second safety spot, there is there isn't going to be many snaps to be had, and I, I don't want to tip my hat, but I think that this is going to get really dicey when you look at these backup safeties, uh, trying to get snaps on the field. But I, I'm going to go Marcus Buford just edges it out. I think he he gets that starting spot. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Alrighty, alrighty. Uh, my two are Miles Farmer and Marquise Buford Jr. And I went back and forth so many times between those two guys and two other guys that I'll talk about here in a minute. But uh, uh, Buford got way too much press, if you will, too, mon- too many coaches talking about what he was doing uh, to not tell me that he's really made a huge jump 
Uh, Miles Farmer's got the experience. I think he's going to, but you don't know. I mean, let's remember 1995, Terrell Farley was not the starting weak side linebacker at the beginning of the year, but three games in, <laughs> he wasn't giving up that spot. So uh, you never know. You never know. I got Farmer and Buford at the two safety spots. How about you, Justin? So kind of like defensive tackle, you know, defensive tackle is one of the weaker spots on defense. I think safety is the next weakest spot on defense. I have Miles hmm. Farmer penciled in as starter, and I also have Marquez Buford. But none of these guys and the guys behind them excite me very much at all. I think they're very weak for what a Shenander defense uh, has been the last couple of years. Uh, it, it's a scary it's a scary situation right there. I mean, uh, Derek. I, you know what? I, I'm sorry, Justin. I had to listen to you for years talk about how bad Deontay Williams was. He was terrible. I mean, you, you thought he was the worst player that Nebraska's ever had. And now I, he is so – you can't replace him. He's unreplaceable. I, I'm glad Tyler said it. Hey, <laughs> but you know what? Not, none of those guys beat out uh, Williams, right? Well, first none of all, those half guys of them beat are out new. Williams. Half of these guys are new. Well, I mean, Kane yeah. Williams is new. Buford was a freshman. So, so Kane Williams, I mean, that's a great story, Scott. But I mean, that guy's not going to sniff a down, meaningful down uh, this year. He's too new. He didn't do anything at Alabama to make you think that he's going to come in as like, okay, yeah. You know, he's got a good recruiting prep pedigree right there, but there's there's been nothing. He needs to learn the defense. In time, I think he has a high upside, but it's not going to be in his first year. Not not this not this early. Deshaun Singleton's uh, also new. Singleton, yeah. I don't have Singleton in my uh, uh, top group either. I'm just saying that it's not a – it's not an impressive group of safeties that we have right now. And I tell you what, Fisher, man, he's got his work cut out for him this year at safety and at quarterback. Safety mainly. Did Travis Fisher well, just become, go from like our best coach to our worst coach? No, no I don't think so. I think he's our best coach. That's he up has for a the lot challenge. of I, Well, he, he also it, had a lot of attrition on his roster because of all those Florida kids that decided to take off after COVID hit. He's, he's I mean, had a lot like of misses. He's had a lot left. of misses recruiting. So he's had some misses, and he's had some Lots dudes that just said, I'm out of yeah. here. Um, and and so, so my reason for the bold prediction with Kane Williams is the exact thing that you pointed out is that we have a lot of questions that need to be answered and a lot of talent that needs to be filled with actual productivity. And if I am basing it off of, okay, who behind Miles Farmer has – the highest ceiling and the most talent filled skill set. If I were to look at everybody to include Marquise um, Buford, like Kane Williams is like number one, like he has the highest talent, like rating of all of those guys. So if he can, if he can, yeah, you know, he could be a developmental guy, um, yeah. But where the bold prediction comes in is, can he grasp the system in three weeks? Not likely, but if it were to be, what is the roster looking like near the end of the season where we're getting into the last four games? I could definitely see Kane Williams taking that job 
just based on, you know, you know, let's kind of throw him in here, see how he does, see how his game sense is well, at the I think, safety I think spot. If Frost struggles this year. I think that could be true. Yep. Uh, when we're headed in eight games in, and you know we're four and four or whatever it is, yeah, then maybe there's going to be some changes. Uh, I know this is going to blow up for a future episode, but I mean, talent overall, <laughs> I don't think is, is as great on this team as it was last year. But on defense uh, or the team as a whole, as a whole, okay. Well, hmm. let's see. So those are your those are your starters at safety. Everybody is yeah, giving Buford their starters, right? Buford and Farmer. Who are your backups there, Justin? So Singleton, I think Singleton is the, that third guy. Uh, and then when it gets down to that fourth guy, I mean, you're just like picking at what's left, right? And it's no Noah Pola Gates. I haven't been impressed by Noah Pola Gates since he's been here. Uh, I think just by the fear, the uh, sheer fact that it's like there's nobody else there. I think he's going to be that fourth guy, but it's not a guy that I'm crazy about by no means. Which in in my mind, Justin, because I'm going to go next. <laughs> which in my mind is exactly why Kane Williams is here because they haven't seen enough out of Pola Gates yet yeah. to know that they can You're throw right. him out there on the field and make some difference. So. I'm with you and Deshaun Singleton being my third guy that's going to run out there is probably going to be Singleton, but my fourth guy probably going to be Kane Williams. Could be. In spite of the inexperience, because I don't think Pola Gates has shown enough that these coaches are confident that he can do what they need him to do outside of the starters. And you don't go for a kid like Kane Williams unless you think he's going to give you something better than what you already have in your room outside of the two guys you think are going to start. So I think Tyler might vehemently disagree with me. Please go go to Tyler Tyler. after this. Please go to Tyler. Okay. Go ahead, Tyler. So this concept that like is baffling that we're bringing in guys like Kane Williams that were high four star is a weird one to me. Let's take a step back. Why are we doing this? A very large reason why we are doing this is because we completely whipped in our 2022 recruiting class. Like, we have an awful recruiting class, and we had a ton of transfers. So I don't – I think you guys are reading like, oh, my God, they got a really good recruit as a transfer. Well, who the hell do you want them to bring in? A shitty guy? Like, of course they're going to go after good recruits. Like, I mean, that's their answer of who you want them to go after. So, like, this concept that, like, well, they brought in Stephen Wynn. They have no faith in Nash Huntmaker. Or they brought in Kane Williams. They have no faith in Noah Pula Gates. I just think that – like they're they bring in guys because they want them to compete. Like they're they're trying sure. to bring in good talent, and sure. so I don't think it's a guarantee they start. Win um, and Williams are not even on the same page when you go after. Win was a graduate transfer, and Williams is like a freshman. I, again, but we we had, so but, the, many, but they've had about the same amount of playing time. That, I mean, that's, we, fine. We, that's fine. That's fine. But you have, have Williams that is a developmental uh, project. That you can have him for several years. Again, is a one and done. He's I, I, one and done. He's two. He's got two years left. When's got two? He has years two left. years. Yeah, he's got two. COVID year, man. COVID. Yep. He's got two. Everybody's guy's gonna be thirty-seven yeah. when he graduates. You get a year. <laughs> you get a year. Everybody. But but, 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 I, but I say that to say like I mean they, they brought in <laughs> they brought in Omar Brown. They brought in Tommy Hill. They brought in Singleton. Mm-hmm. They, I mean they brought I mean Singleton I think was actually a JUCO, but I mean they brought in. 
there's another Juco they brought in at corner. They brought in guys because they had so many people leave yeah. this secondary. Javier Morton or whatever his Javier name was. Morton. And, yep. they, and they completely whiffed in the recruiting class. So who my backups are, I I got NPG and Kane Williams as my backups. I got Singleton being the guy, odd man out. I, I'll i be honest, though. I, I think we're going to rotate a little bit more at safety than we have historically. But, like, this is I, – I don't know. Is this – does Kane Williams? It, I have him fourth. I, I don't. I'm not convinced he sees the field. I mean, I, I'm not convinced he sees the field. It may be just a few snaps for NPG. Maybe we rotate a little bit more, and Kane Williams gets to playing time. But yeah, I think Singleton. I mean, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, okay, the, the gap between I, two and five is so minimal. Like I have, I have, I have one question, Tyler. I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, go ahead. Is there is there a rule now that any hyphenated name in the defensive backfield we have to refer to them by their initials because we did that shit with ctb god dang it now i did it um thanks thanks ken we did that with ctb so now we're doing npg we didn't call him npg until ctb left i'm just saying i've called i've called no (laughs) well i didn't it's all about me dude it's all about me we we've called him NPG, EMC, MPG, CTB, EMC squared, CBD, yeah. THC. No, um, <laughs> we, we, no, we I, call, I, no, no, Apollo Gates. Um, sorry, I, I, I got no Apollo Gates. Yeah, it's Hell, all good. Call, it's all good. I was just messing. I was yeah. just messing. <laughs> wait, wait till we get the wide receivers. We got IGA. Yeah, in the wide yeah, we got IGA in there. We got IGA. That's right. We got a grocery store catching passes now. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Isaiah Garcia, Contreras. Yeah. We, we don't we don't like IG, so we went with IGA. So I think we got. Are you done, Tyler? Or do you yeah, need I'm to say done. anything? I, I, All I right. got uh, no Paul Gates and Kane Williams. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean You're to derail fine. you. Does that mean we got to <laughs> refer to Ativa Maga Clements as uh, EMC? EMC. That's EMC. not that EMC. Mm. Do you remember that band? E equals MC squared. Yeah, EMC. No. Because I like good music, but um, it, it, it's like GNR. GNR GNR is good music. I I hope you bite your tongue and like half of it falls off while you're sleeping. <laughs> Who me? No, Tyler. I'm oh. just saying it was an initial. Yo, it was like don't, the three. Don't ever talk. I was gonna don't, say it's don't don't talking to me. You don't talking let GNR pass your lips, Tyler? Because you suck. At I'm just saying they're they're at least in the top 200 rock bands of all time. At least in the top 200. You mean that's why you your backups? Metallica, GNR. No, I'm kidding. Um, my my, my backups. Oh, oh yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Derek. Go ahead, Derek. <sighs> my backups are uh, Marquise Buford, Buford, and uh, Noel Polygates. I, uh, I just, I think Kane Williams doesn't have the experience. I, he's got the talent. I, I think he could come in and kind of make a name for himself. I just don't think it's this year. All right, all right. How about you, Scott? Yeah, I've got. Marquise Buford, and it's like a coin toss between Pola Gates and Singleton. Um, you know, <laughs> to to be, you know, like uh, to point out my own flaw in my logic is that, well, you know, Kane Williams, high talent, blah. Um, so is <laughs> Noah Pola Gates. Technically, well, actually, literally, Pola Gates is a higher rated recruit out of high school than Kane Williams is. And he hasn't done much of anything for us up to this point. Um, yeah. So there is at least one pointed out flaw in my logic, but 
Yeah, I've got prob. If I were to do a a three and a four, it would probably be Buford as number three, Singleton as number four, and Pola Gates as four A or four B between those between those <laughs> two guys. Yeah. All righty, sounds good. I I'd say. Uh... <clears throat> But Derek, one thing I want to point uh, out, Derek's what, prostate's getting the best of him right about now. Uh, go ahead, Tyler. <laughs> one thing that I wanted to point out is like, so Justin <laughs> likes to go to this, like these defensive backs. They haven't played like Noah Pulagate. He hasn't seen the field yet. Travis Fisher does not rotate defensive back. His not lack much. of rotation is. And so I, I do not read into it that these guys are bums. I don't read into it. These guys are not ready to step into the role. Like, I just think that he, he had two good safeties, probably not great safeties, but two good safeties. So, yes, I don't, I'm not expecting Noah Pulagates or these guys to just step in inherently, but I just, I think it's just like, well, they didn't play before. Why are they going to play now? I think that's a really bad argument when it comes to secondary. Okay. Gotcha. Tyler's an MPG apologist. I, I really MPG. do like Noah Pulagates. I really like Noah Pulagates. I, he I likes want, his mom. Let's, let's let's get his let's mom get is a saint. He likes his mom. She's she's a sweetheart. She is a sweetheart. <laughs> Does she look anywhere as good as Aiden Hutchinson's mom? I'm just asking because because it seems like Jeffrey the Greek was pretty enamored with her. <laughs> anyway, I I think we've finally gotten to the cornerback position, and let me just say this, and I think I might be jinxing the stream by saying this. We have a really good freaking chance of having this be the shortest Big Red Roundtable we've done yet. So don't screw around, guys. Let's just deal with the cornerbacks and get out of here. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm going to start this one off uh, just because for my money, I think somebody, I can't remember who it said. Was it you, Justin, that said you thought that behind the defensive line interior that the safeties was the weakest position on the field? Yep. For me, outside of Quentin Newsom, I'm not sure what the hell to expect at cornerback as far as production. I'm really not sure because we don't really have anybody else with actionable experience besides Quentin Newsom at corner. Mm-hmm. Braxton Clark mm-hmm. played in a couple of games, yeah, and he did fairly well. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, our two starting cornerbacks are going to be Quentin Newsom, obviously, and Tommy Hill, um, even though Anthony Grant made him look really, really slow in the spring game <laughs> in that one touchdown run. Because He'll I think never Tommy, let that down either. No, he won't because no, I think Tommy no. thought he was down in the backfield, so he wasn't finishing his pursuit like he should have. Uh, but, yeah, Tommy Hill, Quentin Newsom, those are my two starters. How about you, Tyler? We'll start with you. I like it. Um, I like your pick, Tommy Hill. I, have, I, I, you know, I'm wrong a lot, but I, I feel like cousin, <coughs> I, I was the highest, the earliest on Tommy Hill. Um, yeah, you were. I was big I, on I, Omar Brown, and then he got yeah, hurt. So yeah, I'm all about so Tommy I, now. I, I, I have been on Tommy Hill. I'm huge on him. I still am. I think um, him and Quentin Newsome. So, so Ken, you, you said that the DBs you're really worried about, and I will say this: Quentin Newsom got better as the season went on. I, I I really enjoyed what he did as the season kept going. Cam Taylor Britt's going to be really hard to replace, but I yeah. don't think that means Tommy Hill or whoever gets that starting spot is going to be bad. So I, I yeah, so is it a drop? I guess, but I think we're still going to be pretty darn good in that secondary. 
Um, we'll see. But yeah, but I think I like Tommy Hill. I like Tommy Hill. I think he was a huge recruit coming out of high school. We whipped on. He learned from his mistakes, and he's going to come in and take that starting spot. Alrighty, Scott, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, I've got Quinn Newsom obviously as number one, and then I've got Tommy Hill as number two, simply because I mean he was he showed up in December, and by the spring game he he was starting on he the field. Yep, he locked it down. So yep. if if he was able to do that just through a spring camp, I mean imagine what he can do through a fall camp and, and sure. learn from those mistakes, especially in front of a crowd of 50,000 people. And you've got, you know, a, a big, <laughs> big running back making you look like a ding dong. Uh, it's, it, it's one of those things that I just think that he's going to probably uh, use that as learn fuel from. to his fire. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, Justin, you go ahead. I got uh Quentin Newsom and Tommy Hill. Now, I want to throw this out here. You know, we're, we're about at that stage right now. It's May 22nd right now. F- college football magazines are going to be coming out shortly. You know, and I can't wait for that. But what, yeah. as we're perusing all these college football magazines, when they do like the conference Big Ten rankings at the position groups, I mean, I am not going to be shocked if Nebraska, when, it, when they, Phil Steele or whoever, when they rank secondary, that were 11th or even lower, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th in the conference. This is a position group here, quarterback, uh, that I'm not excited about either. I, I have a little bit more confidence in it than safety. But, I mean, that's third on my list there for weakest position groups uh, mm-hmm. on, on the okay. defense for sure. So, uh, yeah, Quentin Newsom and Tommy Hill. We know what we're going to get out of Quentin Newsom. Tommy Hill, we're hopeful that he's going to be as good as advertised from Arizona State. Let me it, ask you this. There's not a lot of evidence out there that he well, is. But... I, I won't ask this yet. I have a feeling Derek's going to probably give us the same two guys. Are you the same as the rest of us there, Derek? Or you have somebody else besides Tommy Hill? <laughs> uh, I, I definitely agree with Tommy Hill. I think it's a bad. I think a bad. There's a battle for Omar Brown, though. I think he could come in. Quentin Newsom. I don't know why you guys are so high on him. He has not impressed me at all. His so one, I'm, his one play in the spring game that everybody loves so much should have been pass interference. Well, don't, when you don't, don't nod, ooh. Tyler. He didn't well, turn his head around. There was. I, I'm not disagree with that. There's no doubt that was a pass interference call that didn't get called. I, I guess Derek. I'm not basing my opinion on Quentin Newsom off the spring game. I'm basing it off what he did in the last half of the season where I thought he's But he was he was our week league of our secondary last year. But I, I think it, I think yeah, the first half of the season wasn't awful though. I think we the didn't first lose half of the by season a lot of he was really bad because of him. And if and if Omar Brown is anywhere near what people think he can be, I think he could beat him out. Is he healthy finally? That was going to be my question: Is what was I mean, his injury? All report, all and what was the extent of it? He ended spring. You, you know, you never know. Like it sounded like he could have played in the spring game, but yeah, they didn't want to, be, to be fair. I mean, yeah, it sounds okay. like he was ending spring on a healthy note. All right, good, good, good. So, good, good. <clears throat> who are your backups then? That well, well, oh, shit. Never mind. Oh crap! Now I've got to take a drink. Um, <laughs> who are who are your backups then, uh, Derek? I would have uh, Quentin Newsom and uh, Braxton Clark. Okay. 
Okay. And you, Tyler? Omar Brown and Braxton Clark. Um, I I actually think I like Omar Brown a lot. I think he's clearly the third guy. I think Braxton Clark, um, kind of the Travis Fisher rule, there he is not playing this year. Um, he he unless we're up big or an injury occurs, he is not seeing the field. And I think Omar Brown, any snaps that Tommy Hill and Quinn Newsom come off the field, he'll be the guy that comes in. All right. Or if we ever actually decide to run an actual nickel. <laughs> I, I mean, then then maybe, gotcha. then maybe things change, but we have yet to run an actual nickel in like three years. So, okay, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> that was impressive. Gotta say, <laughs> that was very <laughs> prominent. That was not. That was not a noise canceling microphone. Clearly, it was obvious. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if anybody wants to know who that was, just look who left. <laughs> yeah, there's the, yeah, there's... <laughs> he had to go yeah. run and wipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Live stream just took on a whole new meaning. <laughs> oh, God, that was brutal. Oh, my goodness. Uh... <laughs> Uh, real, real mature guys. Real mature. I can't help a good <laughs> no. fart is a good fart, man. Like it's a, well, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Oh, um, that was one of those where your pants stick to the chair, but your ass <laughs> slips around inside your britches. <laughs> well, Justin really shit the bed on that one. Uh, yeah, we're straight into seventh grade, folks. Straight uh, into seventh grade. Okay. Uh, I knew there was a reason we needed to hang out with you guys. It's because you totally mirrored my hey. sense of humor. I, <laughs> Just I, like thinking I, about I, listening I, to the podcast. A good, a good, sh- a good shark will do that to any group. <laughs> Sounded like a soundboard. It was almost like a like a like a. <laughs> he punched a button on in. his on his stream pad or some shit. Hey, did you get that cleaned up? All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're still laughing dude can't help it. We can't. i don't know what you're talking about he was just giving his opinion on the secondary and i would say you have to edit that out to save justin public's uh shame but oh wait we're live hey he threw those underwear away just so barking spiders and yeah, we still haven't lost our one viewer so hey that's a plus did you guys hear that dude it was so loud it was. Did you guys hear it? Why do you think we're still laughing? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We have had no transition. We've just been laughing about farts. Okay, Scott. What are your secondary next to? <laughs> Braxton. Who are Clark your backups now that we know Justin was backed up for quite anyway, a while? Anyway, what did you eat? What died inside of you recently? Were you hoarding a, a crowd of like miniature like elephants that just were <laughs> following you to the bathroom? It was time to trumpet. Oh God, we're getting nips now. <laughs> yeah, Braxton Clark and Omar Brown. There you go, bud. Cool, cool. <laughs> Who's next? I've completely lost track of where the fuck we are. I know, but I feel better. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I, th- I would think, hope so. <laughs> I think I think Scott and I are the only two to give the backups yet. 
I, I gave my backups. I think I, I had did Omar too. Brown and I, well, no, I didn't. I have Braxton Clark and Tyreek Johnson or my backups. Oh, I'm, Tyreek I'm, Johnson side. Yep. yep. Tyreek I got Johnson. Tyreek sneaking wow. in there, making, making a move. Wait, who has Tyreek Johnson in there? As Ken. a backup, yeah. No, who said that? Ken. Me. You did? Me. I've got Caleb Tanner starting at will. I've got Tyreek Johnson <laughs> backing up at corner. Come on, dude. I'm the I'm the like I'm the one dude that's an outlier. Cause I like to be an outlier, sort of. And then Derek, I think you're the only one, right? That's left. I gave mine. Holy God. I was I was the first one to give mine. Yeah. Oh, okay. We all Justin, pretty much have the same. I think ones. Justin's the only one left. Oh, oh my well, backups right, are Jeff. Omar Brown and uh Braxton you've been backed Clark. up for a while. We heard that. Um <laughs> go ahead. Your backups again were I'm sorry. That was my stool, by the way, guys. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and usually precluding to stool is is gas. Yeah. That's my chair. I had to go check on my dog. That's why I had to leave. Yeah, yeah. Your miniature okay. elephants running underneath your chair. I've, I've never Come seen oh my I've finger. Never, <laughs> I've never seen Justice so embarrassed by a fart before. That was great. Well, he's, you know what? Until he's just I like pretty proud of phone him. And I get messages talking about I can't believe you did that on a live stream. I didn't know anybody could hear it. My microphone is up here. Justin, you That leave. means it was a you really good it. part. You you pointed it. I saw you point it. You made sure you had proper microphone. echo. Yeah, you had proper echo for sure. You no had about serious, it. Like, Ken, can you cut all this that. fart talk out when you post it? Oh, this absolutely not. The Where's the damage done? Nope. This nope. is 20 minutes. Nope, nope, nope. Anyone who listens this Sorry, long, it's already like, out in the air. It's been it will be an entire segment, Justin's fart and the aftermath will be an entire video segment. That might be the one just, YouTube video everybody fucking just, watches. Just, and hey, our video to YouTube just, make that the, just make that the title. Yeah. Just, I, I think Justin shits himself. I think you go <laughs> <laughs> it's like up the way <laughs> he, he does it and immediately sprints off camera. Yeah, and you can see the look of like shock in his face. Like, Justin, so excited about the black shirts, he shits himself on camera. <laughs> I had to pee so bad because this you is shit yourself. To take an hour, and then all this, you know, all this beer is like weighing on me. And that orange juice. And okay, <laughs> let's get out of here. <laughs> Oh, right. oh goodness! Hey, let me ask you a question, guys. Uh, so we, we we already talked about the roster, right? For 2022, do you see this as a, uh, an improvement over the 2021 roster? Is it equal, better, worse, whatever? Are we just talking defense here? Well, we just we, defense, we... Just, just defense. Oh, can I go first? That's a hard question. Yes. Go ahead, Tyler. Tyler, go ahead. Better. I think I think our defense will be noticeably better this fall than it was last year. Hmm. That's actually that's a bold take. That's a bold and I, take. And I, and I think there's two things. One, last year's defense was good. I think it, it the fact that our defense is every year has gotten a little bit better, I think has kind of jaded fans about how good our defense really was last year. Like, I think people make it out to believe this was like, this was borderline classic black shirts. It wasn't that. So I think that the defense last year is a little bit rated. But two, I legitimately think we have a chance to be a 40-sack team this year. And and if you can be that type of pass rush, like, I, I looked this up. The teams that had 40 sacks this year, 
they're all top 25 defenses. So right. if, if I if I think we can have that type of pass rush, like it we're gonna be better than the 40th best defense in the country. Now, now granted, if our pass rush sucks, then then that changes the skew. But I think our pass rush is gonna be elite. And if you have something like that elite, like it just it changes you can have a little worse secondary. You can have a little yeah. bit worse secondary if you have a really great pass rush. If you've got four guys lining up up front and you don't have to scheme up a blitz to get pressure on a quarterback, then I absolutely agree. Our our defensive backs are not going to have near as much on their plate this year as they did last year. If O'Shawn Mathis can be as ever, God dang it. If we can get 25, 30 more hurries on a quarterback this year. Yeah, and that if only there was a huge difference. And if right? only there was a package already established that had four really good pass rushers going is after it, the quarterback. Is it is it named after it, a no. false sport, Tyler? It, it it a sport that is better than horse racing called NASCAR. There's no such thing. I just I'll answer your question with I'll be a little bit different here. I, I must say equal. I, I I don't think they take a step back necessarily. Uh, I think there's some inexperience on this team that will stop it from taking a step forward. Uh, Talent-wise, I think I think they're there. I just think there's a little bit of inexperience that will, will cause us some problems. I think they can I, get better, but I think starting off the year, I think we're almost in trouble. Fortunately, our easiest games are in the first half of the season. Fortunately, right? But I think it's going to take uh, some time for some of these guys to gel together and uh, yeah, start to I look agree like with a that. standard defense. Yeah. but I worry. I mean, I mean that was not here's hyperbole. what I'll say. Here's that was what not I'll say. Me talking about defensive tackles, safeties, and cornerbacks being weak links on the defensive side. Do I think this defense right now is better than 2021? As a defense playing together, frick, we don't know yet. Talent level overall, yeah. This this defense has more talent than we had in 2021. No doubt in my mind. Is it going to translate on the field? That's the question. That's the question that Shenander has to answer. And if there's anybody that I believe on this coaching staff that can figure out how to make those pieces work together, it's Eric Shenander. And none of us thought that was true four and a half, five years ago. So uh, I feel pretty good about it. And um, gosh, guys. Well, I was going to say um, that <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> the, uh, I, so to answer Tyler's question, I think potential, do we have the potential to be a way better or just even a marketed mark marketedly better defense than last year? Absolutely. We have, we have a lot of potential to have a defense that we haven't seen in a very, very, very long time, but it very much so depends on can Mathis be what we want him to be. Is Drew going to contribute? Is Wynn going to contribute? Is, uh, is Kane Williams going to be worth anything? Is Tommy Hill actually going to show up? Is, is Tyreek Johnson going to be a five-star talent on a five-star performance on a field? Can Noah Pola Gates actually, you know, reaches potential you know we have a ton of potential to be a really really good defense if the talent can translate on the field game in game out 
Um, but if I were to exclude all of those exceptions, if, if Kane Williams and all of those guys that I named off, if they don't actually pan out, we definitely take a step back as a defense. If we have all yep. these guys that we're plugging in from the transfer portal, transfer portal and they don't play out, we will take a step back as a, as a defense for I, sure. I, I will agree with Tyler in this aspect. To sit here and talk about the 2021 defense being what they were. I mean, they were a good defense. They, they were <clears throat> better than I think people wanted or expected. It is what it is. They were, but they were a, a, a number 50 defense. So can this defense be a top 50 defense? I mean, I think it's possible. Absolutely. I think the talent level alone could get you in a top 50 defense. I I just, with the inexperience, I struggle to think that it becomes what he says as a top 25 defense. So I I don't think that happens. Especially when you're replacing that many super seniors that came back to make this defense as good as what they were. But but I'm not expecting it. But can, can they get to a top 50 defense? I think they can. So well, I think so, last year, I, I think that we weren't we statistically last year. Statistically, we were a top <clears throat> fifty defense. <throat> but I think if you think about the context of what made them a fiftieth ranked defense, is is if if you have the offense putting the defense in better positions and not giving away the ball inside of you know uh, inside of their own side of the field and our our special teams doesn't absolutely jack shit up all the dang time uh i think our defensive stats look way better because they were constantly playing on their heels last year yeah, and so were. i really i really think that our defense statistically does not do an actual service uh, towards how damn good our defense was last year. If our offense and our special teams gave the defense a way better field to work with, I think our defense mm-hmm. would have been a top top 30 defense, like just based on how, yeah. how talented they were and how they hung into every single game and played with, you know, an Ohio state, uh, 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 Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin, they were doing great things against those teams, but they weren't helped out by our offense or our special teams at all. It was actually a net negative for them on almost every given uh, circumstance. Statistically, our offense was like a top 30 offense. So statistically, but not in scoring. You can't, you, you can like, you can look at the statistics and just look at them I, on you an individual. You can, you can talk about scoring, that's fine. But you, you, you talk about the offense putting them in such a bad place all the time. The, the offense wasn't putting them in that bad a place all the time. Hell, they were moving the ball over the field. Did and I don't struggle, think they turned they the ball over a lot last year. Well, well not, not like they did in years past. Right. No. To, your, to your point, Derek, to your point, uh, Eric Schneider designs a defense to not give two craps from Sunday about what happens between the 20s except for turnovers. That's, That's all fair. he really cares about, right? And our offense is designed to do a lot between the 20s and hopefully have a home run hit here and there whenever – and we didn't have a lot of home runs last year. I don't think Frost understood well, how to design I, a freaking offense that could score from somewhere inside the 35-yard line. Uh, I, and, I, well, uh, I'm going to tell you something. I think our <laughs> offense had plenty of big plays last year. Our problem was when we got in – we had the big plays. We hit the home runs last year. I, I mean, oh, we, yeah, we had, yeah. We just, couldn't, we just couldn't capitalize off of them officially. Like to yeah, actually I mean, make it reflect six points on the board or even three points on the board a lot of the time. The three well, points three, was three the points problem. The, the three yeah. points was the problem. Yes. Now you're going to do special teams. That was the biggest <laughs> problem. 
Yeah. I, yeah. No, I distinctly remember when we were inside of the red zone, it was like we couldn't get out of our own way. Nope. And and statistically speaking, if we want to get into statistics, I, I, like we I, we had a, we had a way better chance of going eleven and one than we went three and nine. Yes, and and that's the reason why I have confidence. And, and, and so that's and, why it's like our offense. I mean, our offense would have been even better if 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 we were actually capitalizing on opportunities on special teams or or just in the in the red yeah, but zone. That's not, if you're getting to the red zone, you're not putting your defenses back against the wall. Yeah, and, and yeah. I want to go back to something Justin said. I, I I'm sorry, but like he, he made a comment about how we 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 are fortunate that we start with weak offenses, and I think that's a very good reason cool. why. Because like we're gonna get time to get confidence. We're gonna get time to figure out our personnel. We have margin for error error early in the year, with the exception of Oklahoma. Like, who is that offense that scares you early in the year? Like, is it Noah Vedral coming? I mean, like, are we scared of Noah Vedral? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, who the I hell is really there, though? I thought Noah Vedra was done. Is he really coming back? He's coming yep. back for another year. Yep, yep he's coming back. Good he guy. was he's like, almost he's like 40. Yeah. He's, old, he's older than I am. He's 42, 43 years yeah. old. And, I mean, Indiana, not <laughs> Nobody's great. older than you, dude. I mean, <laughs> Northwestern's <laughs> offense has not been great for a while. I just I think we've got Except opportunities me. to get some momentum early in the oh. year. And mm-hmm. I, I think you you're playing with a little bit more confidence. I, I do. I, I'm really high on this defense. And again, maybe, maybe I'm building. Maybe Garrett Nelson isn't going to be a double digit sacks guy. And, and Scott, you made a comment like if all of our transfers like we brought in don't hit, then we're not going to be that good. Well, I agree with you. I 100 percent agree with that stance. If, if Tommy Hill sucks and Kane Williams doesn't do anything and none of these defensive linemen do anything, then we're probably going to not be very good. I agree with that. I just I, I I see us building a team like Michigan State did last year with a lot of transfers. I'm not saying we're going to be quite Michigan State. I'm just saying you're when you're going to be a top ten transfer portal team. I think that means something. I don't know what it means. I think it means something. Could could yeah, very absolutely. well could very well mean something. Uh, well, hopefully hopefully yeah. UCLA hopefully is, is going to use that as well. Three wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Ooh. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. No doubt about it. Hopefully, this team doesn't completely shit the bed this year, like, you know, Justin shit his pants earlier. Um, It was mostly <laughs> dry, Ken. <laughs> okay, well, it didn't sound that way. Um, I think Most we rare. completely finished this one. So, uh, next, <laughs> damn it. You know what? This isn't our shortest one now. It's it's almost we got in the weeds longest, a little bit there. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And if Justin didn't have the uh, <clears throat> incident earlier, we would have been done. 10, you guys could have continued ago. the show while I wiped my <laughs> ass. Okay, I mean, you guys could have done that, but you chose to wait. It was too much fun. We couldn't we couldn't quit laughing. It was just like it was just like seventh grade all over again. You'll you know. have to watch the YouTube highlight because we yeah. we kind of paused for a second because we were like, "Did what? that really what, just happen? Was that what we did? You guys hear that? Well, yeah. How couldn't you? You know, I I, I do think it's gonna be funny when this becomes like a national meme, like that random guy shits pot himself on a podcast. <laughs> it, it's just gonna be that twenty second clip. <laughs> how would you? 
Hey, we, if, if we have to do a quick a quick stitch of that, it, and it definitely oh God, has yeah. to be. It will on be the a it will YouTube be, shorts. If it, it, will, if YouTube it shorts. will be a YouTube. If it, if it makes both it our podcasts TikTok. go viral, if it makes both our podcasts go viral, <laughs> it was well worth it. I don't Thank know you, you for your that. ass, Justin. Oh gosh, you know what? I can only imagine how much fun we're going to have next month uh, when we start to get offensive, when we pick the offensive players. So uh, that's what we're planning to do. Are you guys good with second Sunday in June? June, hell, I think that's the 12th or something like that. Well, let's talk I about this. Floating the, the river the, that weekend. The, okay. the, the, our viewers don't need to listen to us discuss the next time. <laughs> next time we, yeah, because we had them all planned out up until you know last week when Tyler decided to change our plans. Um, <coughs> so yeah, Sorry. the reason the reason Justin damn near shit himself is because he held it since last week. So um, <laughs> couldn't help it. Sorry, Justin, I just couldn't help it. Uh, so yeah, sometime in June, we will do our next round table. We're going to pick our offensive starters. We don't know who the guest is going to be yet. I have some feelers out there, so to speak. We're hoping to get another podcast on here, which would be really cool. Uh, guys, I know I put the banner up on the screen a couple of times. Where can the folks find you guys at the CuzCast? At Husker CuzCast on Twitter. Uh, we're out there. I think it's the same thing for Facebook. We're on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, connect and follow. Interact with us. And anywhere you find your podcasts, you can find the Husker Cuzcast. You can find us at genredpod.com where you can listen to our show. You can download the show. You can subscribe to the show right there on our website as well as follow us on our uh, social media outlets right there on the links on our on our uh, genredpod.com. So Thanks so much for watching, listening. We really appreciate it. And on behalf of Justin, Derek, and Tyler, and Scott and I, thanks so much. Iowa's corn really sucks, and there is absolutely no place like Nebraska. Right, boys? Go Big Red. Go Big Red. Go Big Red. Go Big Red. Go big red.